0: In this episode of the Church Security Roll Call, we're going to be discussing keeping your church safe through the holidays. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chris with Sheepdog Church Security, and this is your Church Security Roll Call. Today we're going to be discussing the article, Have Healthy Holidays. If you'd like to read that article, go to our website, sheepdogchurchsecurity.net and look under the News tab. So let's begin in the Bible as we always do. This one is Leviticus 13, verse 46. And it reads like this. All the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. Without the camp shall his habitation be. So good verse for us today, um, because quite frankly, this reads like a quarantine. Right. Somebody is sick. They're not feeling well. You know, they maybe they have COVID, maybe not. You know, maybe it's just the, the it is flu season. How uh, important it is for them to maybe remain home for that week. And that way they don't spread the disease. So that's kind of like what we're going to be talking about today. Not necessarily um, COVID and flu season, but just that we're at an increased risk for safety concerns during the holidays. And so that's what we're going to be discussing. Before we continue, I'm going to encourage you to share this with your team, your staff, other volunteers. And so that we're all aware. And we're going to be discussing how important it is for all of us to have our eyes open to reduce the risks and threats that we face over the holidays. So let's jump into the news. I have quite a few stories here. Um, Let's start with Pennsylvania, January 10, 2022. The expert institute is looking um, for an, ex, uh, an expert witness in a personal injury lawsuit in Pennsylvania. The plaintiff, a dr- delivery driver, slipped on an icy parking lot of the defendant and was injured. The driver claims that he was not warned by the defendant that I, of the icy surface. So this is something we have to think about depending on where you are in the country. I see... Roads can icy, sidewalks slipping conditions increase for many of us in this country. Uh, this time of year, we need to be aware of that and be. I mean, this one's talking about a lawsuit, and of course, that's why it makes the news. But these lawsuits happen all the time at churches, and we. Um, um, but probably more important than that, we just don't want to see somebody get hurt, right? Slipping and falling. All right. Uh, Columbia, South Carolina. November 26, 2021. A man fell to his death from a roof while putting Christmas lights on his home. Bad deal. Um, Texas. November 30, 2019. A man who owned a window washing business was putting up Christmas lights for a client and he fell to his death. Cincinnati, Ohio. December 17, uh, 2008. Uh, during a Christmas musical at a church, an actress fell from the high position and died when her fa- safety harness failed. All right, fires, um, this one. During Christmas service in a church, the upper sleeve of a communion server robe caught fire when she got too close to a candle. The vicar who was giving the message saw this, immediately stepped forward and put, the, put out the flame with his hand. The robe was polyester, so it melted um, into his skin burning 30% of his um, palm and fingers. Uh, Another fire. Uh, During the procession of a Christmas event, a boy carrying a candle tripped and fell, igniting the robe of a boy in front of him. That boy was taken to the hospital with serious burns. Another polyester um, situation there. All right, food poisoning. Members of a local church held a harvest supper at an eatery. The meal featured uh, shepherd's pie. Oh, interesting. Uh, most of those attending became ill. The exceptions were two vegetarians um, who did not eat the shepherd's pie. One person died, wow. Um, the cook was um, convicted for not following food safety standards. Wow, all right. Medical, Forbes Magazine reported on a study showing that more heart attacks occurred during the holiday season than any other times in the year. Most of these are on Christmas Eve. Um, there are various contributing factors such as holiday stress, overeating, overexertion, fatigue, excess alcohol. Okay, Pendleton, uh, New York, December 25th, 2021. On Christmas Day, after people had left the church, a thief broke in, um, broke interior doors to get into a room where the Christmas offering for four services was stored. The offering had not yet been counted. The amount is estimated as $25,000 was stolen. I suppose the good news is most of that was in checks so they could notify people to cancel. So holiday hazards, we know that they're out there. And you know, so there's thefts going on. There's robbery, fires, accidents, food poisoning, contagious diseases, stress-induced medical emergencies, domestic violence, depression. All of this stuff is going on. And we need to be more alert this time of year because oftentimes people are engaged in activities that they don't normally engage in. You know, probably a good example is, you know, putting up decorations, you know, you're climbing up and down ladders, you know, you're using different tools that maybe you're not familiar with and you're doing all these kind of activities. You're traveling more. You're you're just there's a lot of unusual th- you're putting together plays and musical things and and all kinds of stuff is going on and these are not things we normally do. And I guess what I'm ultimately kind of, to give you kind of an example here is this. You know, I think about people that work um you know uh in construction or those kind of things. They go up and down ladders every single day 40 hours, you know, 40 hours a week. They're used to using ladders up and down. They're they're used to that. But now you take somebody maybe like me, I'm not up and down ladders all the time. I'm up and down ladders a few times a year and that's it. And so I if I'm hanging decorations, I'm doing something that I am not, nor I don't normally do. And so I'm not as skilled and practiced in these kind of things. And I could make mistakes, just like everybody else in our church that's out there. They're doing things. Maybe they're um, engaging things they don't normally do. Think about people that are working in the kitchen. If you're putting together some sort of special meal or snacks or something like that, how many of those people actually do that on a regular basis? How many of those people actually understand all the cleanliness rules and, and you know, the in the military it was 40 degrees and 140 degrees. Basically, if it's below 40 degrees, you're preserving it, you're okay for short periods of time to some degree. And then anything over 140, it's being heated and it's stopping from things growing on it. But when it's in that middle serving realm, that's where it's in danger and that's where the clock has definitely started. And so, but anyway, my whole point is this, is there's all kinds of things that people are doing that they don't normally do, and they're not skilled at doing it, or they don't understand all the details and important, you know, sanitary conditions, all that kind of stuff. Sorry about that. All right. Next thing. People this time of year, are very distracted. They're thinking about families. They're thinking about, you know, events that they have coming on. They have things for the kids, and they have things for the church, and all this kind of stuff, and people tend to be very distracted um, listening to, you know, their their Christmas music or holiday music or whatever. They're just distracted. And so when you have people doing stuff they don't normally do, plus their, their head is not in the game, There's going to be mistakes. Bad things are going to happen. I think about the people that got burned because of candles in the church. I'm not necessarily against candles in the church. I know a lot of churches, that's part of how they celebrate and how they do things. But when I have an altar boy in, in the one story that's carrying a lit candle, how often does that little boy do that? Probably not very frequently. Probably once a year. Not only that... He's distracted by the fact that there's all these other things going on around him. He's paying, you know, he's not paying attention to that lit fire. He's paying attention to, I got to stay in line, I got to do this, and people are watching and all this kind of stuff. So doing something he's not used to doing, being distracted by everything else that's going on, and mistakes happen. And so that's what we have to be alert to. The other thing is this, and uh, it's basically the holiday blues. So... The holidays are kind of the first example, if you will, of what social media does. You've probably heard there's been a lot of studies about social media. And the thing with social media is this, is a lot of people get anxiety, stress, and even depression from what they view on social media. And the one of the factors that plays in is... Um, that you're seeing the best day of everybody, right? You're seeing your, you know, let's say you have hundreds of friends and family on your, on your Facebook page, as an example. And they're posting the best parts of their life, right? Hey, we just got a new car. Uh, hey, we just, you know, we just, uh, we got a new puppy. We just went to this restaurant and this was the food we had to eat. And hey, we just got back from our vacation in, you know, Hawaii or whatnot. And everyone's sharing the best parts of their life. And what that can do is that can cause people to suffer some depression because they're comparing themselves to everybody else's life as it's presented on social media. Well, the holidays are the first version of that. Long before there was Facebook, there were the holidays. And in the holidays, of course, many people are in a celebratory type mood. And they're they're sharing their pictures of, what uh, they're all wearing their Christmas sweaters in front of a Christmas tree. and And it can really look for a lot of people, like everybody's living this idyllic, perfect life. And meanwhile, in themselves, they have lots of turmoil and stress. You know, it could be things like lost loved ones, right? The holidays are hard for anyone who's lost a loved one at some point because they start to think about how they miss that person then you're talking about people with strained relationships. I mean, if your marriage is on the rocks or it's just horrible, you know, the holidays is kind of kind of going to amplify that reality to you. So that can cause stress and depression. Next thing is financial pressure. Um, Christmas in the United States of America is very materialistic. And that's not a judgment statement. I'm just saying there's there's a lot of you know we have to buy toys for the kids, the grandkids, all that good stuff. We have to you know buy something for our spouse. Maybe we're uh, you know we extend that to our families, you know, extended family or at least immediate family, and and all that kind of stuff. And that that puts a lot of financial pressure on people, you know, middle class and below financial pressure. And the lower you get into that, you know, is closer you get to low income. Then it's a lot of pressure. It's really a lot of pressure. And so that causes stress, depression, anxiety, and then ultimately just loneliness and depression. People just have that kind of thing. You've probably heard of seasonal defective disorder. Basically in um, November and December, that's the highest rates of it. And that's when for a lot of part of the country, you know, it starts to get more gloomy out, it's snowing more, all that kind of stuff. People actually have a physiological response to that. But my point ultimately is this, is um, we need to be prepared for these additional risks, these increased risks. So this is a very good time to start dusting off some of your plans and at least getting with your team and getting with your staff to talk through, hey, if there's a medical emergency, what are we going to do? Well, a medical emergency, if you're alone, right, you call 911. That's the first thing you do. Then you start providing immediate aid. You're evaluating, you know, scene safe to, you know, you make sure the scene is safe before you approach the person. Then you're evaluating them. And then once you evaluate them, you have to decide what you're gonna do. Are you going to provide immediate aid because you're sitting there and you need to help them right now? Or are you going to go run and get the med bag, come back because you need the tools in the med bag to do what you need to do? That's if you're alone. Um, and then, of course, the next part is, you know, now when the ambulance shows up, you know, how are they getting in the building? Have you worked that out? You know, how do you are you going to have to leave the patient to go let them into the door? All that kind of stuff and get them to the victim as soon as possible. If you have somebody, obviously, you can split these responsibilities, right? The first person, seen safe, goes in, evaluates them, starts providing immediate aid. Meanwhile, the second person is calling 911 and running for the med bag. And then, of course, once again, they help with providing aid, and at some point, they're probably running to the door to greet the ambulance and bring him into the victim. This is a good time to review that procedure. I don't know where your med bag is, but hopefully every staff and volunteer and everybody else knows where that's at and they're trained to use what's inside that med bag. Next thing, fire response. You know, reviewing that with your team. You know, there's a fire, what do we do? You know, let's say it's in the kitchen. Everyone grabs a fire extinguisher that's closest to them. You run to the, you move smartly, you don't run. You move smartly to the fire you try to put out the fire. If you can't put out the fire, now you're closing it off. You're alerting the church. You're evacuating the church and taking those kind of steps. Your fire policy is your fire policy. Your procedures are yours. You know, I'm just giving you a quick breakdown of those things um, in the hopes that at least you'll go to yours and talk to your team and your people about what your policy is, what your procedures are on that these emergencies, and just have, it could be as simple as what I'm doing here now. You're just talking through it, just to get it fresh in everybody's mind. So if it happens, you're ready. The other policy you'd probably need to, or procedures you need to dust off and review, is what do you do about somebody in personal crisis? You know, we talked about how there's depression during the holidays. People are struggling. People have a lot of anxiety. And that may play itself out in the church. So what's your plan for addressing that? Now, if you've gone through our training, you understand that it's like, you see somebody in um, personal crisis, you call for backup, once your backup is there, you have a contact, well, that's twice in one show, sorry about that. Um, and so now you're responding, right? The first person contact and cover, first person starts to talk to them, use verbal deescalation, the second person is in an overwatch position to be there, if he turns violent, that they can respond or if it looks like it's turning violent, they can call 911. Um, if it turns out that your the contact person isn't doing a very good job in verbal de-escalation and seems to be going in the wrong direction, you can switch spots. Maybe a new talker, a new person can kind of help um, bring that person down. So that's a lot of information, really fast, but the point is this. The risk increases over the holidays. It's our job as safety team members, as staff and volunteers from other ministries, that we're all safety officers. We're looking for people doing stuff that is dangerous, that could be dangerous, and is putting themselves or other people at risk. We're also paying attention to people that might be struggling this time of year to help them and to intervene if we can in order to keep them from becoming violent either of this congregation, or even to themselves. Suicide increases during the holidays, and you all know that. And so we have to be ready, sit down with your team, review your procedures, your plan for these types of emergencies, so you're ready for the holidays and there are no tragedies at your congregation. So thank you so much for being here this week. If you like this program, like, comment, share. All that kind of good stuff. I like interacting with you in the comment section. Uh, more and more of you are doing that. I love it. Keep it up. Um, and uh, yeah, have a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk again uh, soon. In fact, I think I, might have when, I think I might be missing Thanksgiving with this one. Anyway, either way, <laughs> maybe it's belated Thanksgiving for when this program actually comes out. But anyway, thank you so much for being here. And hey, let's be careful out there.